Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. Times, President Trump uses more profanity in public speeches, interview, and in tweets than previous presidents. Okay, so look, I'll give you public speeches and interviews, but tweets seems pretty unfair. I mean, Twitter's 13 years old. No one's like, now Lincoln, that's a guy who could tweet. Uh, Because it wasn't around at the time? Well, yeah, that is uh, part of the whole thing, is it? (laughs) It's like the Game of Thrones being the most talked about show in the history of social media. And as <laughs> Seth jokes from a couple of weeks ago, MASH, zero tweets for the MASH finale. <laughs> right. Um, right. So I'm on the website, otters that look like Matt Damon. <laughs> and here's, what's, uh, 
what can a person expect to, uh, you know, find there? So here's a picture of Matt Damon holding his hands up after he stuck them in the cement. In the sidewalk at Grumman's Chinese Theater, and there's an otter with its little paws in the air, and they do look very similar. Otters that look like Matt Damon. It's remarkable. <laughs> you know, I went in with what low expectations. Hell? I am uh, I'm impressed. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, my gosh. Look at that. That's a good one up there. <laughs> that otter, he looks just like Matt Damon. <laughs> so, I would actually like to hear from somebody... Oh, these are you all people funny. have unlimited free time. Well, again, I was going to bring that up. We have to link this at armstrongandgetty.com. But, Ermagerd. I would like to hear from some of the people that put this stuff together. How long did it take? Oh, my God, these are hilarious. How long does it take? What do you What do you get out of it? Well, It's not you... always about, in fact, it's almost never about money. It's rarely rises to the level of you make money off of it. It's just kind of funny for a day or two for some people. Well, How much time did it take you? Did you begin with warthogs that look like Jean-Claude Van Damme? And then, no, how about warthogs <laughs> that look like Matt Damon? Well, Matt Damon doesn't really look like a warthog. Well, how about gophers? I mean, how? what was the evolution of this thing? Well, and the, the amount of time you'd have to... You'd have to go through a whole bunch of otter pictures and yes. a whole bunch of Matt Damon photos. Right. And then put them together. Right. That yes. would take a lot of time. Yes. And? <laughs> yes. That's what Nancy Pelosi was talking about. Well, how long does it with, take you? With the Obamacare. Now someone doesn't have to get a job that pays and has benefits. They can become a poet or match up Matt Damon pictures with otter pictures. Great. Or, or maybe you'd do this instead of raising kids if I wasn't so busy child rearing. Maybe I'd have time for otters wow. who look like Benedict Cumberbatch, which is also a website. And also pretty good. Not quite as endearing as the Matt Damon side for reasons that I can't possibly describe. I just licked my peanut butter knife and I think I cut my tongue open. Oh. <laughs> you would have been a terrible pirate. Mm. Wow. It really doesn't feel good. I am so sorry to hear that. And yet, I once don't again, know. <laughs> <laughs> using I'll a let s- you say it. You're, you're, you've s- s- sliced your tongue. I'll let you say it. Once again, Darwin sits in the corner with his notebook. <laughs> well. <laughs> That you get for using a sushi knife for spreading <laughs> peanut butter. That's or as so I sharp. often say of myself, whether it's time or effort or injury, I'm paying the stupid tax. <laughs> um, so, right. I might be talking too much about this book I'm reading, China Dream. But we got a, a text from somebody who said, uh, the, the version we have of China, we live in China. And uh, China. The there, and it's completely different in the book. Although I don't know, I don't know what that really means because you're not in the government, which is a lot of what the book is about—the corruption in government and that sort of thing. Uh, we got this text, and just the cor- the level of corruption. You read about this kind of corruption, and those of you who've come from countries like that, I don't know how you even I don't know how you even get up in the morning when you know the system isn't even close to fair. We often say life isn't fair, and it isn't fair. But we struggle pretty hard in the United States to try to make it at least kind of fair. Right. That if you if you try hard, you can you know you can get ahead and do well. Or if the fix is in, we root it out. We're offended by it. We, we say cut it out. But these countries where everybody knows there's you have no chance whatsoever. You take bribes. You bribe people. The whole game is rigged. I don't know how you get out of bed in the morning. Well, and and they don't in a lot of places. That's why they right. That's why they don't produce much. Mm-hmm. And and fail eventually. The countries eventually fail. Wait, these countries, people don't have to get out of bed? That sounds great. (laughs) If you're on the leading edge of the collapse of a socialist country, it would be pretty nice. From everything I've read about the end of the Soviet Union, you drink a lot of vodka, you don't go to work, 
you bitch about the government. But uh, it doesn't last. Anyway, we got this text from somebody in China. My sister is in China studying abroad currently, and the family she's staying with fished a floating chicken out of a sewer slash fishing pond for dinner about a month ago. Hmm. And they're a well-to-do family. She can't wait to come home to the warm bosom of America. Fished a floating dead chicken out of gross, at least call it that, water for dinner. And they're well-to-do. I wonder if they have a charming nickname for chicken corpses dredged out of the sewer. Do they call them the Colonel Sanders fish or something like that? It's a lovely, uh, I don't know, breast fish? Yuck. Wow. Wow, that's really, really gross and frightening. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm capable of doing mathematics, yet I was just blown away. I've, I've seared into my brain till this very day that China has a thousand cities with a million people in it. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. What is? That's just, you know, I can I understand what a billion is, and again, I can do math, but it's still just it's not comprehensible. And now, how many does to... the U.S. have? I mean, actual cities. We have metropolitan areas, certainly. Many metropolitan areas are over, are over a million people. But that eh, doesn't matter. China's big. Well, They're yeah. Big and, in and they've got the population of the United States plus a billion, which is pretty hard to wrap your mind around. We're yeah. the third biggest country in the world. It's our population plus a billion right. to get to, to China. Right. So you can't even imagine it. There are 10 U.S. cities with over a million. And in China, they have a 1,000. That's just staggering. We need a better nickname for China. Okay. Why? I, the Russian bear, you know, the, the, the dragon. Chinese dra- dragons are popular now. We need a good derogatory nickname for that giant, oppressive, communist horror that is China. And before like we- Sleepy Creepy Joe. That's a good nickname for Joe Biden. And before we go to a break, I would throw it out to you. If you've ever, like, if you're one of those people that ever put together a website like otters that look like Matt Damon, for instance, or gone through every speech Donald Trump ever gave to assemble some YouTube clip. You That's know, a just, good example. Any yeah. of those things. Uh, text us, email us or something. I just, I'd like to know what motivates you, what thrill you get out of it, how long it took you. I really would like to know that. Seems like it would take a month to do some of these things. And people who've spent a significant amount of time in China. We'd like to hear from you. Not vacationers. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com is the email address. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Or if you'd like, you can text us 415-295-KFTC. If they had spent similar amounts of time painting a picture or like carving a wood sculpture, would you feel the same? No, no, I wouldn't. And that's probably dumb. Because why would I feel like it's a better expenditure of your time to... It's a good point of comparison. To Sean. carve a crappy wood sculpture that you're not particularly good at. Yeah, that that you were maybe just. Whoa, 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 whoa. And now you're judging people for the quality of their hobbies. They're carving a wood sculpture because they enjoy carving woods. And there you are mocking it. It's probably Why don't not you that good? start a website, woodsculpturesivemocked.com? <laughs> you mean bastard. Shame. Shame on you, Jack. Shame. 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 My only point being, again, you're not Shame. doing it. You're not going to make any money off of it. It's just, it's just something to kill your time. And you're right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't criticize that. Although, if I could do something like that and be aware that you know thousands, millions of people are laughing hard at it, yeah, that's every satisfaction. Enough. Everybody's aunt and grandma back in the day who knitted all day long for years, mm. stuff that nobody needed. It was just something to do. 
that's no better or worse than making otters who look like Matt Damon, I suppose. <laughs> and the defense rests. It's the mo- <laughs> it's the modern knitting, I guess. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. forward if you have any um knowledge of life in china email us text us whatever uh because i'd be interested we got another uh text which will lead me to a point what's your point um let me find the text again i spent five minutes in china for studying abroad a culture that wears masks when they're ill to prevent it from spreading to be polite is not a culture where well-to-do families fish chicken carcasses out of a sewer. I call BS on that story, and probably not even poor families. Food is cheap there. I lived like a queen off seven hundred and fifty dollars for those months. My point would be having you know three or four different versions of what China is. I was always amused as a guy who grew up in rural Midwestern United States that so many people from foreign lands visit New York and say, "Yeah, I've been to the United States." Right. I found that amusing as New York was as different from where I grew up as Hong Kong. I mean, it's just sure. completely different world, completely mm-hmm. different politics, completely different lifestyle, completely different attitude about everything. You have no idea what my life was like if you're a foreigner and you've been to New York. Or well, San Francisco. I, I would say zero. Th- there's a great deal more difference between, say, rural Wisconsin and New York than between New York and Hong Kong. Oh, absolutely. I mean, obviously. So, yeah. D- am I surprised that people that have been to China in different places have with, with 1.4 billion people yeah. have different ideas of what it is there? I, that right. doesn't surprise me. Right. Go to Fairfax, Virginia, then rural Virginia, coal country, then tell me about Virginia. Anyway. So uh, I was listening to uh, Nakedly Progressive Radio this morning for a couple of minutes, and somebody was going on about, um, that's what I call NPR, somebody was going on about uh, white white uh, privilege. And, um, and you know, I've been A concept of, I'll never be able to wrap my head around. Well, see, I, I understand it perfectly, but as always, I get to the end of, okay, if, if they're like a, a black guy who lived my life and me living my life, that it's been easier in some ways for me than him. Yeah, I get that. It's it's almost certainly true. Now what do you want me to well, do? Well, that's why I don't get it. So what's the point of bringing it up at all? Well, I don't know. Well, right. It's Well, I know the point of it, and that's to be self-righteous and because you want someone to hate. And or if you are a white person, you want to show how enlightened you are through self-hatred. And I think it's an incredibly unhealthy impulse because, you know, you got so many white people who are just struggling to get by, live their lives, feed their children, whatever. And you have ginned up a reason to dislike them based on their race. And I think that's absolutely sick. And then I look, this is big in academia um, right now, the, the pyramid of white supremacy. Because everything's racism, everything's white supremacy, and the bottom of the pyramid is indifference. And they have some quotes. 
Because you're a white supremacist if you said, well, there are two sides to every story, or uh, you have apolitical beliefs. You're just not particularly political. You're at the base of white supremacy. You avoid confrontation about race, or you say, politics don't really affect me, that you're part of white uh, of white supremacy. Then there's minimization, white uh, savior complex, or not all white people are bad. That's part of white supremacy. Not believing people of color's experiences. Denial of white privilege. Um, that sort of thing. You're, veiled racism. Victim blaming. If, for instance, oh man, we got some emails from teachers lately. We've been talking about struggles in public schools. And people talking about just the tendencies they see of the kids who come to school ready to learn, understanding how to behave, and those who don't. Well, that's that's like significantly up the pyramid of white supremacy and people are really buying this stuff and it's just it's ugly it's racism and it's terrible and the idea that well the scales have been uh, unbalanced for a while so we need to unbalance them in the other direction and that will lead to balancing the scales or a utopia or justice or something like that anybody with any life experience knows what it will lead to is hatred and resentment so I thought that was interesting. I, I just I've I've really come to believe that although white privilege is, you know, it's it's a thing, but the way it's thrown it's a real thing, but the way it's thrown around is absolutely hatred. My other point to this and that I thought was so good, it's a, a guy writing an article, but he quotes a friend of his from Singapore who is in school in the UK. And he joined the uh the black and minority ethnic liberation group, but he was ejected within a couple of months for wrong think. He, he wasn't politically correct. They were talking about cultural appropriation. Remember, this guy's from Singapore. He says, I said that cultural appropriation is an invalid concept because, one, nobody can own a culture. Two, even if stolen, the original owners still have it. And three, cultural exchange has always been historically important in human progress and helps combat bigotry. I was told my ideas were triggering, offensive, made people of color feel unsafe. And and who was it who put it so brilliantly just the other day we were talking about it, that unsafe is the new McCarthyism. Oh, it was, uh, it was what, Harvard Lord Alan Dershowitz. Unsafe is the new uh, McCarthyism. So I was told I had to retract my comments. I refused, and they kicked me out. Hmm. But, yeah, I love that. That's that uh, prosecution of the idea of cultural appropriation. I think he makes some really valid points there. I don't want to hear about white privilege or cultural appropriation ever again in my life if I had my choice. It's because you're white. Let me see if I can find you on the pyramid no of white un- supremacy. There's no end game to either one of those conversations, so I just don't see the point of ever talking about it. Um, Right. Right. Like never um, talking about it on this show? You're not serious. No, in the world. Oh, in the, oh, oh, I want the right. right to go away from the world. No, it's merely a reason to dislike somebody for their race. That's all. That's the only reason it exists. If you're talking about combating racism as an affirmative thing, I'm 100% with you. But to demonize a people, you're sick. So a judge has ruled, if you want to get an inheritance from your parents, do not accuse them of witchcraft. Mm. A deceased mother... Apparently had taken her sons out of the will because her through witchcraft because her sons had accused her. I think she just hired a lawyer. Oh, uh, which might be witchcraft. It might be worse. <laughs> uh, anyway, so the kids accused their mom of witchcraft. 
But she's a witch. She was mad about it. She took them out of their will. Fair they, enough. They complained that that can't happen. They shouldn't. She think, shouldn't be able to do that. And I think a, it can. A, a judge said, "Yeah, you can." Well, of course, your mom can do it however she wants. She can decide. You know what? I like my cats better than you. If she wants, it's her money. But um, that's what happened. Would you do that, Sean, with your cats? <laughs> Cut them out of the will if they accuse me of witchcraft? <laughs> no, Absolutely. That's a, that's no, a complicated said. hypothetical <laughs> on so many different levels. Uh, how did you know they were accusing <laughs> you, sir? I could just tell. <laughs> What's going up in your news, Marshall? Well, U.S. Iran moving toward a crisis point. No, no. no. And a surprising possible cure for opioid addicts. Yes, yes. <laughs> those, are, those are both good. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. And Getty. Apparently, there's some sort of uh, stomach illness thing going around, and my son is vomiting uh, profusely at home, and oh I may boy. have brought it into work. You never know. So, oh, boy. If you find yourself uh, expelling from the. Uh, end of your body in a way that normally doesn't happen and a reversal of the way that food normally goes <laughs> then uh, perhaps it's my fault oh boy he's really sick to my stomach right. actually i threw up yesterday right keep an eye on he it. got it uh news now with marshall phillips well going on behind closed doors you got dual hearings on iran on capitol hill today democrats questioning whether the threat from tehran has been exaggerated now ahead of his testimony Defense Secretary Patrick Shanahan seemed prepared for some tough questions. Really good opportunity to keep this dialogue going on, given this time of high operational tempo, especially with Iran. High operational tempo. I rarely have that myself. You know... I like to go with a nice, easy tempo. We haven't had any threat, really, in so long that we're all so used to the idea that it just can't really happen. And I'm not, I have no reason to believe it's going to happen now. But, it, but someday it's going to. Like a real war that threatens the homeland war? Or, or just a, a, war you, war. a war you have to pay attention to, at least. Oof, that's a rough phrase, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, we've had a number of wars you didn't need to pay attention to. Yep. Just kind of low-simmery police actions. Yeah. Full- With hundreds of thousands of troops and thousands of... Uh, right. The, the occasional uh, dead person being shipped back. Yeah. 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 Full membership of the House, and then the Senate are going to be holding the hearings throughout the day. These briefings coming as Yemen's uh, Houthi rebels say they launched a bomb-laden drone into Saudi Arabia, targeting an airport with a military base and saying that they struck an arms depot there. Are they doing that to get more funding, backing, and recruiting from the Shiite world? I'm trying to figure out the, the chess game here. Because they're doing things, if indeed they're doing the yeah. attacks that that they've been accused of, and people are claiming credit for, or they're claiming credit for. I just it seems crazy to me. But what do I know? All right, constitutional crisis or just more of the same? House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jerry Nadler says the House will hold President Trump accountable one way or another after he directed former. Yeah, we White- have elections, you fathead. That's how you hold him accountable. After he directed former White House Counsel Donald McGahn to defy the panel's subpoena. McGahn was supposed to be at a hearing today, but instead there was an empty chair where he was going to sit. All right. Nadler warning sternly. This committee will hear Mr. McGahn's testimony, even if we have to go to court to secure it. We will not allow the president to prevent the American people from hearing from this witness. 
Well, there's attorney-client privilege. There's executive privilege. There matters to be decided there. Jerry? Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is co-sponsoring a bill to raise the legal age for buying tobacco and e-cigarettes nationally from 18 to 21. Youth vaping, he says, is a public health crisis, so they are pushing that bill to make the national age to legally buy smokes to 21. It's amazing how many people I see vaping. Now, I, don't, I, don't even, I never even know what they're doing. I think you have to have an... If you're still going to pretend that 18-year-olds are adults... Yeah. And I, I have no problem with if you enter into military service, you get the stamp um, at age 18. But if you're going to continue pretending 18-year-olds are adults, if there's no externality, like with drinking, right? drunken 18- and 19-year-olds reeling around, starting fights, crashing cars, hurting people, you can make the argument, nah, because of the development of the brain, the rest of it, no, you don't, you don't get to drink. All right, but... To me, the tobacco thing is almost entirely a, a self-inflicted wound. Am I missing something? And don't hit me with the secondhand smoke thing, please. Um, Just your judgment of whether or not to start, right? Right, yeah. Yeah. Because it's so addictive. And if you're going to say, well, no, you can't trust an 18-year-old to make that decision, well, then you sure as heck can't have them vote. It's the most unhealthy thing you can do, pretty much. It's a I terrible mean, idea. Yeah. That within normalcy, I mean, sniffing gas is unhealthy too. But sure, alligator sure. cuddling, sure, right. <laughs> wood chipper diving, <laughs> oh, which reminds me of an honorary shower thought oh. that we got submitted uh, this morning. Let me see if I can give credit where it's due. Uh, because uh, you can email us anytime, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Yep. It's funny, I can't find it. You don't need a parachute to skydive. You need a parachute to skydive twice, which I thought was funny. A new study. (laughs) A new study says the non-psychoactive ingredient in marijuana and hemp could treat addiction to heroin and other opioids. CBD oil? Yep. Researchers found that CBD reduced both the drug cravings and the anxiety of people addicted to heroin. Hmm. People have been using heroin for an average of 13 years were three times less likely to crave the drug after just two weeks of CBD therapy. Three times less likely. Are you expressing a fraction (laughs) as a multiple on my air, (laughs) sir? And now, Armstrong and Getty attack their beloved newsman. Do you mean as oh my God, a you, third you, you, as likely? Is that did they just say it? You crossed a tripwire. What is it? What's one time as likely? Somebody explain. We're gonna have to unplug and reset. No, somebody explain to me one time less likely. What would that mean? Somebody, anybody. Joe needs CBD therapy himself. I, I can need tell. the world to quit spouting nonsense. He's with this the way I am with Columbus Day. Jeez. All right, I'm going to move on. The Golden State Warriors, they're headed to their fifth straight NBA Finals. Fifth straight, five in a row. Which is unbelievable. And so they've been to four and one tree of them, right? Yeah. Uh, Win, loss, win, win. And they were up until the final, like, seconds of the one they lost. And if they had won that game where LeBron pulled that one, I still don't even... If you watch it now, you think, I must be watching the wrong tape. There's no way the Warriors lose this game. It was superhuman LeBron. anyway, they would absolutely be talked about as the best team of all time. They're still in the conversation. But if they had closed out that one game, it wouldn't even be close, would it? 
They have to be. So consecutive final appearance records, I think it's the Celtics with 11. Back when there were eight teams in the league. Yeah. Yes. It's pronounced Celtics. It's a culture, not a costume. <laughs> oh, is that, that another tripwire that I, that I sent one oh, off? Oh, God. I just uh, don't appreciate the hate and then I, think the Warriors... I feel unsafe. I don't feel safe. The Warriors are now second with six, but LeBron right. James playing for two separate teams went to eight consecutive finals, Woo! which is pretty impressive oh, yeah. as oh, well. Yeah. No oh. doubt. Warriors outlasting the Trailblazers 119 to 117 in over time after last night's game. Steph Curry was asked about beating his younger brother Seth in those playoffs. I mean, somebody had to lose, but this is just the beginning for him and, and his career in terms of being in this stage. And he's proved a lot of people that not only does he belong, you know, he can play big minutes in a playoff game. So we'll, we'll remember this for the rest of our lives and, you know, for our family and, and all, you know, back at home watching, like, this is this is what it's all about for sure. That's he's a gracious what, man. That's not what fans want to know. Fans want to know what your little brother said to you when you were on the free throw line in a clutch moment in the game. Sean puzzled it out. So he, he was in the middle of a, his free throw streak. He made, I think it was 70. His brother came over. Uh, this was the first of three free throws he was about to shoot. Mm-hmm. He made one. Uh, Seth comes over and whispers into Steph's ear, that's 71. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> that's just some good brother and getting it, in your head. And it just reminds me of, and I'm incredibly weak in that area. I mean, you could psych me out so easily, uh, then and now. I'm just, I'm incredibly weak mentally. How people ignore that sort of stuff, but so... I heard Kobe Bryant talking about when it was Steph Curry's first year in the league. Kobe Bryant's at the free throw line. Kobe freaking Bryant. There's never been anybody more unflappable, ice-blooded in the history of anything than Kobe Bryant. Mm. Kobe Bryant's at the free throw line in a regular season game. And Steph Curry, as a, as a rookie, walks by and says, you nervous? And Kobe was like, I, I almost couldn't stop from laughing. <laughs> But he admired the fact that he was willing to take a shot. At right. <laughs> you know, and, and that that's so stupid. It might have worked. Am I nervous? He's thinking. So he gets, why would I be nervous? And then he clank. <laughs> All right. That that's funny. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Steph better get his brother, Seth, a broom for Christmas this year, though. He's got oh, to. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. Oh, yeah. Oof. That's a good bring it home for Thanksgiving sort of <laughs> gift right there. If you're into that sort of thing. What they're teaching seventh graders, at least in one school, about uh, sexuality and that Oy. sort of stuff coming up. On the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The Game of Thrones is over. People everywhere are just now realizing that most of their friendships were built entirely on sharing a single HBO password. So you might have to dig this up, Sean. This is from The Hill. Watch Ocasio-Cortez and Warren, Elizabeth Warren, lay into Game of Thrones finale. Ugh, this is written by men. Oh, so boy. So it's the complaining about the... Uh, it's not woke enough. Didn't come up with the Not woke enough. enough. What kind of message does it send? Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. That the woman couldn't have power? What is that? Shame. Well, Shame. Apparently this... Shame. Shame. Apparently this seventh grade school is woke enough, and probably your school, too. Uh, somebody sent us this. This is what their seventh grader is learning in school in their sex ed class. First of all, they're de- they have a test today on the 
gender-bred person. That's a drawing of a like a gingerbread person, except this is a gender-bred person. And they call it the gender-bread person. In which it points to the groinal area, the heart, or the, the mind. Sex is the groinal area. Attraction is the heart. And identity is the brain with some sort of dotted line around the outside of the gender-bred person that represents expression. So that's the way they do that. Okay. Uh, understanding the terms, you have to know all these terms to pass the test. Sex, intersex, gender, gender role, gender nonconformity, gender identity, transgender, gender expression, cisgender, gender binary, gender expansive, and sexual orientation. You have to be able to define all those terms to pass the test. And this is in seventh grade? Seventh grade. This is before you even get into the actual doing it part of, of sex studies, but... So obviously a heck of a lot more complicated than it was when, when I was a kid, when it was just, you know, you didn't even get into this because it was assumed everybody knew it. You're a boy and you're a girl, and you've known that for years, so mm-hmm. why would we discuss it? Gender role, for instance, the definition of that, socially constructed roles, behaviors, activities, and attributes that a given society considers appropriate for men and women. Oh, and I'm sure that that list and the way it's handled would be exactly the way I would want to. I'm sure it won't at all go way, way left and that virtually everything men and women do is a social construct gender expression each of us expresses a particular gender every day by the way we style our hair select our clothing or even the way we stand our appearance speech behavior movement and other factors signal that we feel or wish to be understood as masculine or feminine or something or other or in between or just go ahead and don't obsess over it that is an awful lot of terms you got to memorize as a seventh grader to understand the current feelings about gender, which up until what, two years ago? Pretty recent, like really recent. It was almost everywhere, just male, female. And then the whole bathroom thing started. And Well, and, but I, I'm never for anybody being bullied because they don't not. fit in or of they're a not. misfit or, or, well, it's the same thing, Joe. Or, or, you know, they're a feminine guy or kind of a butch gal or whatever that... I'm not in favor of any cruelty toward anybody, but having to obsess over it and like have an entire course to teach seventh graders is just silly. Gender binary is a social system that constructs gender according to two discrete and opposite categories, male and female. Gender expansive refers to a wider, more flexible range of gender identities and expressions than those typically associated with the binary gender system. And uh, I wonder to what extent do they uh, hint that one is good and one is evil. Sexual orientation, a person's enduring romantic or sexual attraction to people of another and or same gender. Common terms used to describe sexual orientation include, but are not limited to, heterosexual, lesbian, gay, and bisexual. I guess that gets to the heart part of the gender-bred person. It's interesting that they go with heterosexual and then gay. Just say homosexual, which describes both men and women. You're either hetero or homo. But you go with the scientific term for straight people and then the kind of groovy street terminology. Let's see, that's that's a minor point, but it just goes to show you the orientation, if you will, of the people writing this curriculum. Mm. So we have a little of AOC and Elizabeth Warren discussing Game of Thrones, do we? So did you see Game of Thrones last night? I did. I'm, I'm sad. I'm disappointed about it. That was the end. It was brief. It was very uh, short. We learned a lot, though. From that. <laughs> she was sad. <laughs> what is your problem? Can we try that again? Is somebody efforting trying that again? 
seeing a lot of blank faces. The hosts. <laughs> so are, did you see Game of Thrones? Last I did. I'm I'm sad. I'm disappointed about it. I was just really meh. I feel like we were getting so close to having this ending with just women running the world. Exactly. And, and the then the last two episodes, right. it's like, oh, they're too emotional. Yeah, exactly. Can't do the that. The end. It's like, oh, this was written by so men. I was even willing at the end to make a quick allegiance shift mm -hmm. when Danny mm -hmm. went nuts. Right, right. So I was over to Sansa. Yes. I was like, Team yes. Sansa, I will redo my shirts, totally. the whole thing. Totally. And yet Sansa, who already is Queen of the North, thank you very much. Right, right. She walks away saying, and I'll still be Queen of the North. I know. I was Come on, Sansa, go for the big ones. I, I was disappointed. We need to get some feminist analysis up in HBO. Oh. <laughs> they need help on this. They do, they, they do. do. Mm -hmm. yeah, well. She got them realtor eyes. Oh, yeah. she got them. She got them. She got them. Oh, hey. Yeah, amen. <laughs> Tell you what. It's interesting that they decided to just do, 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 do that for whatever reason. It's uh, it's fine. It's disarming. Well, it's sure. cute. It's a little yeah. annoying. But What's the age difference on them? Elizabeth so? Warren dominated that conversation. Is that a Senate House thing or an age thing? Or <laughs> That's a 29-year-old and a 69-year-old. What is the problem? 40 years apart. And yet there they are bonding. Over Game of Thrones. Gives me all, it gives us all hope, doesn't it, Jack? Over Game of Thrones we and how unfair come it together and... Yeah, boy. <laughs> and here I was, like a sexist, just rooting for whoever would be the wisest and most benevolent to oh. rule the kingdom. Mm. I don't want the show to be over, but I am ready to listen to the final thoughts from Armstrong again. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Oh, yeah. Look at a final thought from everybody. Hey, Positive Sean, what's your final thought? I'm in the market for a grill. I'm looking for a grill uh, Chateau Relaxo 2.0. I'm now allowed to have grills. Yes. yes, I need permission to order to, to grill steaks outside when you're when you're uh, living in the apartments. But, oh, man, once I get this thing all set up, I'm going to just add meat. Mounds of meat, as far as the eye can see. <laughs> Mounds of meat. Meat <laughs> plus <laughs> meat, baby. You're getting a grill, and you're a Costco member now. Oh, yeah. That's a good combo yes. right there. Oh, yeah. Michelangelo, final thought. Five years ago, my dad spent $5,000 to lower our Toyota minivan and make it blink fluorescent lights. The car would spark <laughs> as we drove down the street, making my childhood difficult. It was a damn shame. Oh, boy. Uh, posi I'm sorry. Uh, Marshall Phillips, your final thought. Uh, you know, along the lines that Positive John was talking about, it is a meatloaf market deli day for me. That's where I'm heading right after work. Meatloaf and mashed potatoes. Jack, a final thought? I clearly need a minder. I smashed my finger in the garage door, then cut my tongue open with a knife. Ooh. I need somebody to take care of me at this point in my life. Someone to feed you like a bird? Or what if I just yeah. wander off? You don't know. <laughs> Leash. A leash might you be need maybe time for a leash. I'm willing to compromise and do one of those like 30 foot <laughs> extension leashes on right. a spring, but you uh, need to be chipped. Uh, spoiler <laughs> That's alert a good again, idea. my final thought to Elizabeth Warren and uh, AOC there um, becoming a genocidal lunatic isn't too emotional. They didn't get rid of her because she was too emotional, she committed a genocide. Just goes to show you the moral fuzziness of liberals. I just like the way AOC said, sad, sad. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who think so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com for all the clicks we talked about. You can 
Email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com if you see something we ought to be talking about or want to share an opinion. We'll see you tomorrow because we are contractually obligated. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Bye-bye. I don't know how the hell do you lose this election, right? Armstrong and Getty. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.